This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're, 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 tuned, you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. The top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagada at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty to talk about with this team. We said it in our first segment because every time we record something happens, but we'll wrap it up with this because Joe Burrow makes really everything go viral. Maybe it's just in Cincinnati, social media, but he's in a Kroger commercial. And we knew that was happening because fans talked about it weeks ago. They saw some pictures of him and Kroger. He's a spokesman for Kroger now. And he's sniffing a pineapple and <laughs> he's talking about Kroger's Kroger. Who knows if it was Kroger Kroger's. It doesn't matter because now it's officially Kroger's because Joe Burrow said it. What did you think about that 26 second clip of Joe Burrow? Uh, I thought it was, uh, I mean, I thought it was a good commercial. And then uh, I thought the memes that came off of it were even better where they slowed down the video of him sniffing the pineapple and things like that. That, that was my favorite part of that. I mean, that GIF is going to be used so many times. I saw it like five times today, just random stuff to reactions, what was happening at camp today. Joe Burrow's doing that. But that's the thing about this guy. He can be a spokesman for anyone out there, and fans are going to break it down. I thought it was kind of funny. Nobody was being hard on him. And look, he may have said it differently than what people were reacting to, but there were legit breakdowns that he said Kroger's with an S, and, and some people call him Joe Burrow's. And nobody was even mad about it. They're like, yeah, Joe Burrow said it. It's it's Kroger's now. And that's what I find so funny about this guy because whatever he does, it's going to be huge on social media and everyone's going to love it. And they're like, yeah, Whole Foods, sorry, I'm all on Kroger right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just uh... – he is, uh, he, he defines what <laughs> in the Cincinnati area, how you pronounce something. He, he's not wrong. It's just, you know, that's actually how it's said. I said Kroger my whole life, but now it's Kroger's because Burrow said it. That's what it's going to be. And I'm sure we'll see that pineapple meme at Pecor Stadium this season. We'll end it with this. What did we learn this week? I'll have you go first. Okay. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to miss here. Oh, man. I had something when I first started, and now I've kind of lost it a little bit. Well, we just recorded the second episode this week, so I totally understand. We're learning a lot in the last 48 hours. <laughs> this seems so much is happening. I can go ahead and jump in while you think about that. I think personally, and it actually has a lot to do with today. 
you watch these two teams, they're ready to wrap up training camp. We talk about the offensive line plenty. And for me, it's Lyle Collins, and we can talk about how they signed him, one of the big free agent moves they made this offseason, bringing in that depth. It's kind of crazy because I felt like Bengals fans were a really big impact on making that signing happening. Wild to think he's at Kenwood Mall. Everybody's keeping track. Oh, no, he's going to leave Cincinnati. He's not coming here. The guy signs. He calls Joe Burrow, and he says, I'm going to be your new bodyguard. And what we have seen from this guy just this week alone is he's not going to take any crap and he's Joe Burrow's guy. And I think this is something that Joe needed. He's had a lot of young guys on this offensive line. We mentioned Bobby Hart, you know, a couple minutes ago and he'll never count in that category for me personally, <laughs> but I think you have LC out there. And one of the things that I learned this week, if this offensive line stays healthy and you have a guy out there who is ready to fight anyone, obviously you want him to play. You don't want him to get ejected. You don't want penalties out there but someone who's not going to take anything for your quarterback who has taken 70 sacks last year and obviously went through his injury as a rookie year. That's who you want on this offensive line room. And, and alone, just a couple weeks or just a week ago, he's working with Bolson on the side, getting those extra reps and teaching him a couple of things when he didn't even take part in practice that day. So for me personally, what I learned this week is Collins is that dude. And he's going to bring a lot to the offensive line for Joe Burrow and that crew. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think that's the most interesting thing about the big fight today was Lyle Collins was at the center and you think it would be somebody on the Bengals who's mad about not winning the ring, but it's Lyle Collins who was sitting at home at that time. So, um, but I do think there, there is a little bit to that where I guess the Cowboys and the um, Rams had their joint practice last year and Collins and Floyd were getting into it like that. So I think that just could just be <laughs> those two yeah. players don't like each other. I'm here for it, but that's actually a good point because that was one of my thoughts. You would think it was the people that, man, you stole my ring. I'm, I'm frustrated. It's the last day of training camp. This guy wasn't even on the roster. And what he even said in free agency, a lot of people said, you know, did you say anything to Joe when you were signing or anything like that? And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm your new bodyguard. I'm ready, I'm ready to play here. And, you know, we can get into contracts and all, what all of that looked like for him. And I feel like Cincinnati got a steal if this guy can stay healthy. And um, it's just crazy to think about what has happened since March for this team. And then you see him in the last day of training camp, ready to fight someone. And, and I said, as long as this guy doesn't get fined, well, he can get fined. It's totally fine. Don't get penalized. Don't get kicked out. Gonna need you out there. Uh, the backup situation still a little questionable. But yeah, one of the things that the biggest thing that I've learned this week is, is this guy's who you wanted him to be. I guess the biggest thing I learned in the past couple of days was, uh, I don't know how attached I think that uh, fans and other people kind of get to these old draft reports on guys where you hear Denzel Mims is a late round trade candidate and you hear Alex Leatherwood's not doing well in Las Vegas and they just get so excited about it. It's like, you know that this guy's like the Jackson Carmen of their team, right? Like, would you trade for Jackson Carmen? I don't know. Like I, I get the idea that, you know, you bring in a guy that didn't work somewhere, maybe he'll work here, but I don't know. To me, I'm very much like, I don't know. Alex Leatherwood, uh, all these type of guys, or I like to bring back Trey Hopkins or Quentin Spain. I'd prefer those guys where I know that they're going to bring a solid level of play. I get the ceilings higher on the other guys, but I don't think Alex Leatherwood or somebody like that is going to come in here preseason week three and then start week one. So you're bringing them in this depth. I'd prefer to get a depth guy I know can step up and play to a, uh, an adequate level. Uh, so I guess what I learned was just, Oh, these guys, you know, like they don't they don't care if these guys are like flaming out on their teams like the Nikhil Harry's and all these type of guys. Like to me, I can't think of too many of those guys that were high, high draft picks 
got cut by like year two or year three or traded for nothing and then worked out like maybe i mean i guess that's what reggie nelson was but uh yeah that's the only one i can think of on the top of my head is just yeah reggie nelson worked out but i don't know i i, I reggie's one in a million I, he was awesome here and they had mike zimmer to utilize into his full potential so you're saying you're not one of those people on social media when a big time name or a big time name using quotes right now on the podcast gets cut or he's a trade candidate. You're like, nah, don't go after that guy just because he has a big name because the Odell Beckham Jr. train, I still feel like it's there because I think a lot of fans still feel that they don't have a fourth receiver. And look, they could be right right now. But if your top three guys are healthy, you're you're good in my book you got to think of special teams kick punt return you have chris evans even out there in the running back room obviously joe mixon guys who can still catch the ball in the air but uh yeah no you see that a lot we could see it tonight because we're going to hear a lot about that as teams get down their number on the roster and make cuts you know trade candidates who's out there tight end situation oj howard's there um is that guy going to bring death or could he be a starter on this team that happens i don't know if it's just in cincinnati or if it's everywhere because I'm seeing that like no other right now. Bring him in. Bring him in. We can yeah. sign him. We can put him out there so you're not one of those people. The um, Well, I guess it depends. If it's like a guy like Odell who was good last year, I'm kind of more sympathetic towards that. And even uh, I guess I can't quit Will Fuller, but that was because of his NFL stuff, not his college stuff. When it's a guy like O.J. Howard who flamed out of two different teams and got is possibly getting cut one year, not even a year into his like new deal – I don't know about that one. He's probably not going to work. <laughs> you could try it, I guess, but I'm not like excited and thinking, Ooh, OJ Howard's going to play 500 snaps this season. Like he's probably going to fight for that tight end two spot with Drew Sample and that'll come down to their blocking. Who knows? Sample's actually a pretty good blocker. Um, yeah. In general, especially these young guys that just keep, they, to me, they, they're like, they don't, they don't work here. They don't work in the next place. They don't work at the next place. It feels like that, arrested development thing where it's like it hasn't worked for them but maybe for us yeah it usually doesn't work <laughs> you know, that usually doesn't work it's kind of crazy though and you know i mentioned it with collins and i feel like we saw it with quentin spain when he got cut with the bills that a lot of people were like bring him in sign him in cincinnati and all of a sudden social media has this power of bringing a guy in and all of a sudden Cincinnati signing him. Is there any other free agents right now? Because I still feel like there's a pretty big list of names that you would bring in if you were Cincinnati on some of the depth positions or even added starters. Yeah, this, uh, this goes, I guess, guess with and against what I was saying, but uh, I'd probably bring in Sue as a depth defensive tackle. I think they're lacking a little bit of depth there. They're, they're banking on a lot of tweener, types to take some of those snaps the sam hubbard on passing downs the cam sample can play some you know five tech and run situations kick inside on passing downs type stuff well you could just get sue who could play the three tech five tech type stuff right now um and i thought he was fine last year he's not the indomitian sue of past but he's fine yeah i don't know he was fine in la i feel like he's been fine in tampa it's just bringing in a solid level defensive tackle to, because right now it's all on Josh Tupo and Zach Carter. And I feel like you could bring in the third guy and just be like, okay, now we've got, and of course, BJ Hill and DJ reader, but those guys are set. They need to me, they need just one more defensive tackle or could use, I shouldn't say need, but they could use one more defensive tackle. And to me, that guy, if I brought one in would be 
uh, Sue. So big name, but probably not. Uh, I don't know. He, I like the older ones, I guess. I like the ones that I know are a fine level there. You know, like I, I saw this guy over the past five years and he's, he's at least been fine on all these years. So I think he can come in and be fine for the, for the team. No, I love that. And you mentioned Zach Carter. And when it comes to preseason rookie social media highlight clips, what they've done in preseason, have you been impressed with what he's been able to put on tape? Yeah, it's up and down. He's a late third round pick. So, you know, it, it, that's going to happen. I feel like he gets some wins he, to me. A lot of times he's winning because he's smart. He's, he recognizes quarterback draw or something and he doesn't rush up field. He waits, waits and waits and then sheds the block and makes a tackle. Those are uh, those are the plays that he seems to be winning with. He seems to not be the most dynamic pass rusher so far, which there was a little bit of hope of that because I guess he was doing really well in the one-on-one type stuff in training camp. But then when I watch him in the preseason, I'm not seeing him. Even, these are like second and maybe even third string guys at times. He's not dominating them, and that's that's fine. But that that is just – I want to see him develop a little bit more there. I want to see him be able to take it to these second stringers and really win those battles. But these guys are NFL players and uh, no NFL player is that bad. So, you know, the, 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 the worst NFL player is one of the best college players that was in the league. You can see that um, even like the XFL and stuff. Sometimes you'll see a name you recognize from college. And it's like, yeah, the back of the roster NFL guys are probably better than that guy. So it is what it is. Uh, I think there's definitely hope and um, things like that, but I, I didn't think it was bad. Didn't think it was great. I think it was very, it, it was fine. I, I looked at, I watched him and I'd go, yeah, that's okay. That, some reps I go, good, good. That's awesome. And then other reps, I just go, you'll get it. <laughs> you know what? It's fine to, to say it's fine. It's totally okay to say that because we don't have to be like, ah, man, this guy's going to be great or he's going to be terrible. And sometimes we just don't know. You got to see him in regular season. You have plenty going on, and I think fans need to check it out. Obviously, they follow you out on Twitter, but you also have all Bengals content. What's up there right now? Yeah, I just did a piece on if you are wondering about all these three safety sets everybody's talking about. Well, I wrote all about what I think that they'll mostly utilize in a big dime package with six defensive backs, one linebacker, four down linemen. Um, go over some coverage examples that they could use, things like that. If this all sounds interesting to you, you could find it. It's linked right on my Twitter, or you could just search all Bengals Mike Santagata, and that is you know, find my, it might be easier to find the Twitter than it is to spell my last name off of a podcast or, or maybe it's in the show notes. I don't know. No, <laughs> but, no, seriously. Follow him on Twitter. Bengals underscore Sands. He has great content, all Bengals on the podcast and over on his social media page. It's going to be crazy because the next time we do a podcast, we're going to be talking regular season. Yeah. For, oh yeah. I'm, I'm fully ready. I wish it was starting next week. That, that bye week's what kills me. Not this last preseason game. It's the one where they don't even do anything. No. We have two weeks to, to prep for Cincinnati and the Steelers. Plenty of content going on. And with the way things are going, every time we do a podcast, there's breaking news or something crazy happens. So make sure you check it out. We'll have another podcast next week. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.